Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, an outreach of Greater Works Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. If you like what you hear, visit us at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and you'll get to our merchandise. Now, get ready for a huge dose of truth and a huge dose of common sense. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you today? This is Saturday, May 13th, the day before Mother's Day. So I want to tell all you mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. I do appreciate you. We do appreciate you. Where would we be without our mothers? And um, I hope and pray that all of you treat your mothers really, really well tomorrow. Well, always, of course. But tomorrow, show her how special she is to you. Show her how much she means to you. You know, take her out to a great dinner. Um, spoil her. Uh, build her up. Speak very well of her. Clean the house. Wash the dishes. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. I don't care if you're four or if you're 40. You know, just say thank you, Mom, for doing a great job. And uh, those of you whose mothers are no longer with you, my mom passed away a few years ago. So, you know, take a few moments out of your day to just to remember what a great woman your mother was. You know, she gave you life, she gave you home, she gave you love. And I do understand that there's a few out there that didn't have such great parents, didn't have maybe great mothers, but you can at least be grateful for life. And uh, you can go to God and say, God, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, maybe, uh, again, maybe your mom wasn't, you know, the best of moms, but she gave you life. So anyways, just have a phenomenal day tomorrow, phenomenal weekend, phenomenal week, and really lavish your mama with a lot of love and a lot of appreciation. I uh, was sitting here thinking, I haven't been on here for a while because I went camping. I went camping for the for most of the week with my family. Had a great time, just chilled, relaxed. Uh, I don't really do that often, at least the way I did this last week. So it was really good just to get away. But honestly, I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I really missed being here. I missed sitting in front of this microphone. I missed doing this because I have I've uh, received many uh, compliments, many, many, many compliments um, telling me that, that uh, I, the content of these podcasts are just extremely helpful and appreciated and many people are really loving the I don't, I don't know the straightforwardness the boldness um some might say oh he's just a jerk okay a lot of people are appreciating my jerkiness but whatever it is a lot of people are really starting to connect with me and me with them and i really truly appreciate that i do have a few people that disagree but usually you know what's funny most of the people that disagree with me um, can't really tell me why. I try to engage in some kind of conversation, and you got, you've heard me. Hey, please, email me. Tell me if I'm doing something good. Tell me if I'm doing something bad. Tell me if you agree with me. Tell me if you disagree with me. And instead of getting the people that disagree with me engaging in some type of uh, dialogue, debate, if you want to call it, so that we can learn, Hey, if I'm doing something wrong, tell me what it is and why. It's usually just name-calling. However, the people that appreciate these podcasts and these episodes can clearly uh, tell me why. So that just tells you that it just shows you what's going on in our world right now. I was watching another yet little clip from one of those man-on-the-street kind of, um, you know, what, what do they do? They go around with a camera and a microphone and they ask different questions of different people. You know, and when I watch these things, I'm amazed at some of the answers. And and ladies and gentlemen, I, I really don't try to be political. And honestly, this isn't really about politics per se, as much as it is mindset behind some of the political issues and parties and initiatives and such. So when you talk to a conservative, generally speaking, not all of them, but we talk to a conservative, somebody who has conservative ideas and ideals, someone who say is against uh, 
the uh, transgender push in our schools, they can articulate why, why they disagree with that. Or it could be abortion. They can tell you why they disagree with abortion. But when you talk to a liberal, those who support some of these things, they can't always articulate it uh, with any kind of intellect. I think that's the right word to use in that sense. I remember watching a lady, she was so mad. Uh, she was she was um, screaming at these conservatives who were out there protesting against abortion. And she was screaming because she apparently wanted abortion. And she was screaming and, and they were trying to tell her, listen, that's a life. No, it's not a life. It's a fetus. They said it doesn't matter if it's a fetus or a zygote, whatever. It's still a human life. No, it's not. Well, have you ever seen an ultrasound? They asked her, have you ever seen an ultrasound? Those are lies. Those are lies. That's not what that, that uh, and she even said, baby looks like. It's just a clump of cells. Those are lies. And, and see, ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of the problem that we have right now is it's not that there's this disagreement. It's all of our, uh, what we do, how we vote, how we live should be based in some type of intellectual concept, idea, uh, you know, exercising more than three brain cells, because I know God's given us all more than three brain cells. So we need to exercise them and use them and then create our world and our way of thinking and our way of doing things based upon something of, you know, intellect, something intellectual, something where we, you know, uh, how can I say this? Um, for the reason, okay, check this out. If you want to lose weight, let's say, well, then what it, what we should do, if you just get serious, I'm just seriously, I'm tired of being overweight. I'm going to lose some weight. I don't know how. Well, there's so much information out there. You can go onto YouTube and, and just type it in in the search engine and uh, hundreds of videos will pop up on how to lose weight. And you can start scrolling through there and start learning on how to lose weight. You could do the same thing on how to work out. As a matter of fact, you, uh, YouTube will pretty much teach you how to do almost anything. You want to work on your car, type in your car, and, and what do you need to do? You know, And it'll show you that there's people that have actually made videos and walk you through it. Okay, So, so when people can't even understand just some base intellectual truth that that clump of cells in a woman's womb, in her, in her body is actually a baby and they can't figure that out. They can't YouTube it. They can't go on. They, they don't know enough biology to understand that. There's something wrong. And, and, and I'm finding this problem with so many people. It's not just the man on the street kind of thing where we could sit back and laugh at it, but this is what you and I deal with all the time. So back to my original point, many of the people that are appreciate th these podcasts can tell me why. There's an educated reason why intellectual, educated reason why they actually like these podcasts. Something connects with them. And, and I'm hearing this more and more and more. I didn't realize these things were happening. Thank you for these podcasts. It made me go research it myself. And see, that makes me feel good because, hey, just don't take it because I say it. But at the same time, don't say it. Don't take it just because you know, Fauci says it or Biden, you, you don't even know what Biden is saying. So please don't just take him at face value. You know, it's a, you know America can be summed up in just two words, made in America. Uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, then I was walking down the street with my cat, my three-legged cat, because I got hungry one night and I ate the other leg. I thought it was chicken. And Wait, where am I? And I got hairy legs. Yes, I got hairy legs. Uh, and, and the kids like to rub my hairy legs. And I know something about cockroaches. By the way, if you didn't know who that was, I was, I was imitating Joe Biden. And what's so funny is this dude, when you watch him, he says some of the craziest things, outlandish things. He, he can't even put together a sentence. And yet there's still people saying, oh my gosh, he is like the greatest president ever. Ever. I want to tell you something about my presidency. We must re-elect Donald Trump. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he actually said that. <laughs> we should re-elect Donald Trump. And then there, uh, yeah, anyways, let me get off of that for a moment. So I'm hoping and praying that these podcasts will get you at least to research some of these things. Don't take it 
you know, just for me. That's why I do my best to remember to put the link where I get all this information from in the description area for each episode where you can just click on it, go to it, read it for yourself. And don't even take that one article. Go and look into it, okay? And and because honestly, one of the biggest problems of why this country and this world, but this country is in the mess that it's in, is because people are not educating themselves. It's like when they run to the voting booth, they vote for who mama told them to vote for or who, you know, their culture, their family or whatever, their community tells them to vote for, but they don't even know why. And then I've had this often. I remember somebody told me they were so upset. They were angry, but they were hurt. Uh, They didn't really know what to feel. They were angry and they were hurt and they were grieved and they were upset. I said, what's wrong with you? And it was just after election season. And the person puts their head down and says, well, I can't believe what I did. I said, what did you do? I voted Democrat all the way down the line. And now that's a big no-no for me. And this was somebody who claims to be a Christian. I said, okay, uh, why? Well, that's just what my family votes. That's just what my community votes. And everybody expects me. They just tell me, go vote Democrat. Doesn't matter who the person is. If they're a Democrat, vote for them. And I said, well, that's kind of a silly way of doing things. Do you even know what they stand for? They said, that's why I'm so upset. When after they got elected in and they did something really, I thought was really stupid, I started looking into them. You know, one of the one of the Democrats that this person voted for. I started looking into them. I realized I don't agree with anything that they stand on, any of their policies, nothing that they stand on do I agree with, which made me go and start looking at the other Democrats I voted for. And then it made me look at the Democrat Party and I realized... I don't agree with them at all. How could I ever have voted for them? So I went back to my mom and I went back to my dad and I went back to my uncle. So I says, how in God's name could you vote for these wicked people? Do you even know what they stand for? Do you even know what they're all about? And this person told me nobody in my family even knew what the Democrats stood for. No one. They couldn't tell me one policy. All they could tell me and all they could say is, oh, well, the Republicans are racist. And I said, really? Show me where. Show me how are they racist. Did you know? Because this person went and did their homework. And this person is now telling their family, mommy, daddy, uncles, aunties, and the whole family. Did you know it was the Democrats that fought to keep the slaves? They didn't know that. Did you know that the Democrats started the Ku Klux Klan? And again, they didn't know that. Did you know that it was the Democrats who were behind the Jim Crow laws? And they didn't know that. Did you know that it was the Democrats that that kept um, that that wouldn't vote for any civil rights act at all? They didn't know that at least up until modern times. Now they shifted, not because they changed their racist ways, ladies and gentlemen. They're just better at hiding it now, and people are still getting fooled by it. So after this person schooled their family, mom and dad and uncles and aunts and cousins and everybody else, and then took a lot of hits in the community for it but still stood by their guns at least at that time this person was just like almost in a i call it a funk depressed you know and that's not just depressed but you know bouncing between depression grief anger frustration shame guilt all brought on because they finally educated themselves and realized what they were actually voting for, and it disgusted them. It disgusted them towards themselves, because they actually went and voted for them, but it disgusted them towards even their family, because their family was the one who talked them into it. Like, this is a good thing. And when they realized, you know, they did some research, they realized it wasn't a good thing. So my point on all that, ladies and gentlemen, is please get yourself educated. It doesn't take hours upon hours or weeks or months. You can if you want. But just figure out what you're voting for. You got to understand that if you go vote for a Democrat, you're voting for a wicked, perverted, evil party. We'll say, well, not the Democrat I voted for. Yeah, all of them, because they're still associated with the party of wickedness. It's just That's just the way it works. They're all guilty by association. All of them. All of them. Anyways, honestly, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to bring today a just a hello mothers and I did that. Oh, and you know my last episode was actually a I don't know if you want to call it a speech or a sermon, sermon speech, speechy sermon that I 
gave at our the Antelope Valley Hispanic Chamber of Commerce uh, hosted the National Day of Prayer in our community and asked me to be the keynote speaker. And so I did. I came up there and I was asked to speak on, um, what was I asked to speak on? Fearlessness. I was asked to speak on fearlessness. And uh, it wasn't really a problem for me in that area at all. And I just kind of, I just went up there and told the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I just told the truth. Some people, you know, um, uh, you may have had a problem with my truth, but nonetheless, it was the truth. I shouldn't say my truth because there's no such thing as my truth or your truth. There's just the truth. And I just told the truth. And anyways, I, again, I've been getting rave reviews. I've been getting emails. I've been getting text messages. I've been getting uh, Facebook messages and Instagram messages. I've been getting all kinds of messages from uh, people that, uh, friends, family, but also people I've never met before, people all over the country saying that was phenomenal. That's exactly what was needed. That's what the world needs today. That's what this country needs today. And so I was really pleased with it. I was really happy. I was honestly expecting tons of hate mail, and but I didn't. I got a, a lot of, you know, thumbs up kind of mail. So I appreciated that. So anyways, I just said that to basically say, you know, so if you didn't hear that, go back and listen to it and, um, and, and, and you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear what I said, my remarks, my speech, my sermon. And even when I walked in the gym earlier in the week, one of the ladies that works out there looks at me and she says, I listened to your podcast. That was spectacular. It was fantastic. I love it. Um, and, and anyways, it was just, like I said, I was just geared up for somebody to say something negative, and I didn't get any of that. I didn't get any of that, at least personally towards me. Now, maybe the head of the of the AV uh, Hispanic Chamber got some hate mail, you know, because he was the one who hosted it. But I, none of it made it to me. Nobody said anything to me. So, anyways, I I do appreciate that, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate each and every one of you because you are spectacular. I want to talk to you today. <coughs> excuse me. I want to talk to you about. Governor Gavin Newsom, he is the governor of California. So most of you in California should know that, Gavin Newsom. But the reason I want to talk to you about this, because this isn't only an issue. He isn't, I mean, he's a governor of California and he's terrible, terrible. I mean, one of the worst human beings on the face of the planet. And the reason I want to talk about him, because he's being groomed right now to run for the presidency. I don't know if he'll run in 2024. Some people say he is. And I think they're they're kind of testing the water, so to speak, um, because they don't want him to lose. And I don't think he can win if Trump runs. So I think they're really trying to play this, you know, uh, because they don't want him to lose. They want him to be their He's their golden child right now. Okay, Gavin Newsom is the golden child of the Democrat Party. He is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. And you guys, most of you remember Nancy Pelosi and how just how, I mean, Aunt Nancy is crazy, all right? Uh, a drunk alcoholic. Her husband had a DUI that, of course, he got off. There was some dude, what happened? Did he get shot or something? In Broke into their house with a knife or something like that. He was in his underwear. And from what I understand, Pelosi, Mr. Pelosi, was in his underwear, called the cops. I mean, this whole weird thing. And then they try to make up this big old story. The, the reality of it is these are dirtbag people. These are, these are wicked, evil people. And, you know, how, how does somebody, I want you to think about this, in their underwear, and I think he had a knife. It wasn't a gun. It was a knife. With a knife, get into the home of Nancy Pelosi and her husband. They live in a gated community. They have armed guards. They have alarm systems, uh, locking doors, locking windows, and all that. Okay? So how is this guy in a gated community able to sneak down, find the right house, get in without anybody knowing or anything like that, and then attack uh, Mr. Pelosi? How is that even possible? I mean, I guess there is that one in a billion chance that that type of thing could that somebody could be successful in that. But if that guy was that good to get past all that security and into that house, and he meant to do harm to either Nancy or her husband, um, or his husband. Is it his husband or her husband? I don't know these days because the Democrat Party is getting weird in that. So anyways, I'll just say her husband to be safe. Do, do you not think that somebody that good, that had those kind of skills and that kind of ability, wouldn't have actually 
follow through with harming them if that's what he was there for. Now, I, I laid that out because Gavin Newsom belongs to that family. Gavin Newsom is a chip off the old blockhead. Gavin Newsom is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. So when I say Aunt Nancy, well, that's what Gavin, good old Gavin is calling uh Nancy Pelosi. And we know this, that he's being groomed by the Democrat Party to run either in 24, 2024 or 2028. Okay. And my guess, and this is just my guess, I am not, you know, a political whiz on these things. It's just my guess that if Trump continues having the success that he has, Gavin Newsom will not run in 2024. They'll put it off until 2028. But I want to share with you who this Gavin Newsom is for all of you, not just for California. I want everybody from in Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Florida to know who this guy is. Did you know that Gavin Newsom is actually um, having billboards set up in other states? This is the governor of California, and he's having his billboards set up in other states, telling people in these states, such as uh, Texas, Florida, these different uh, states that are banning um, abortion, telling them in those states, hey, come on over to California. You can have an abortion here. You can murder your baby here. So I don't know. I don't think he's supposed to be using taxpayer dollars to do that because it's not for his state, but he's doing this. And I'm sure he's not using his own money. I don't know. Maybe some private organization came up, some pervert private organization is paying for it. But nonetheless, Gavin Newsom is behind this. Gavin Newsom was the, um, before he, he was governor, he was the mayor of San Francisco. San Francisco used to be a very beautiful city. And people would come from all over the world to San Francisco because of how beautiful it was. And just a great city in that sense until the Democrats really got a hold of it. I don't mean just got a hold of it. I mean really got a hold of it, especially people like Gavin Newsom and Aunt Nancy. Now the homeless problem in San Francisco, all of California really, but especially in San Francisco, is off the chart. And you know what? <clears throat> when we talk about homelessness, a lot of people, they're emotional they they get emotional oh the homeless and they start feeling so sorry for them oh these are just people that don't have a home and they would love to have a job and a home and 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 settle down and get their lives back you know what honestly there there's a few there is actually a few and and, and i know that and i don't want to sound hard-hearted towards uh this group that we call the homeless or at now they're trying to change that because it has a negative connotation so it's the unhoused. Okay, so many of them, so many of them are dealing, struggling with mental illness, uh, drug addiction, alcoholism, things of that nature. And even their mental illness is often, not always, but often set off by their addictions. You know, you can only drink so long or take so many drugs before your brain is so fried that now you have a mental, emotional problem that that isn't necessarily going to be fixed short of a miracle of God. And that's what this homeless crisis really is. It's a drug addiction. It's an addiction and mental illness problem more than a quote-unquote homeless problem. That's why they keep throwing billions and billions and billions of dollars. I believe Gavin Newsom in California alone has spent 20 billion, with a B, 20 billion dollars on homelessness and it's just growing here in California. But you see, what they've done in San Francisco is they've... Uh, they've <laughs> this blows my mind, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever been somewhere and you heard or saw something absolutely so absurd that you're just, you just can't believe what you're seeing or hearing? That you just can't believe that there's people this dumb on our planet? So, so what they're going to do is they're going to fix or help the homeless problem. And people dying, literally dying in the streets. Okay, this is Gavin Newsom. This is San Francisco. Look it up. They're going to help because people are literally dying in the streets of overdoses and things of that nature. So they're going to help by giving these people clean needles and safe places to do the drugs. And I just, I can't remember where I read it, but I was just reading uh, last week how they're contemplating and debating on opening up centers with um, professionals that will be there to help these people that are doing these drugs 
to help them do it in such a manner that they won't die. Get Make sure that they have the right dosage. So they'll get high, but they won't die. They give them clean needles, they a, a place to do it. And now they're even discussing, hey, let's, let's hire people. Let's open a clinic, a get high, but don't die clinic. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll go work in San Francisco. And, you know, you guys don't use that one. I'm not going to let you uh, liberal Democrats steal my title. You're going to have to pay me for it. All right. You guys are throwing money around left and right. Throw some my way and I'll give you that. It's, it's now copywritten. Okay. Um, get high. Don't die. Come in. We have medical experts to help you get high without dying. We will monitor your dose. We'll take care of you. If you vomit on yourself, we will clean you up. If you do uh, number one or number two all over yourself, we will make sure you wake up in a clean diaper, clean needles, bottles of water, and a fresh shower afterward. This is blowing my mind, ladies and gentlemen. This is here in California. This is here in Gavin Newsom, San Francisco. This is what he wants to do in California, what he's trying to make happen in California. And now he wants to run for president of the United States of America. This will be all over the place. This, there's no, there'll be no place safe for decent, normal human beings. It'll all be given over to the wackos, the weirdos. There'll be new businesses popping up all over your city. Get high, don't die clinics all over your city. And people will be giving into this and it'll create a much bigger problem than it's already created. So anyways, let me read this. Uh, this is from the California Senate Republicans. And this was published January 6th, 2023. And it says this, top 10 failures of Governor Newsom as his second term began. Now, again, this is Jan January 6th, 2023. So just a few months ago. With the inauguration of Governor Gavin Newsom's second term to take place this morning, the California State Republican Caucus shares a list of the governor's top 10 failures that have impacted families under this dismal leadership. Senate Minority Leader Brian W. Jones, Republican of San Diego, released the following statement. The governor of, the, of a state with the most homeless people living out on the streets sure has a high opinion of himself. While he flouts, or flaunts, I'm sorry, flaunts so-called accomplishments, families are suffering because of his failing to lead. This state has broken under his watch. My caucus and I are working to hold government accountable and fix California. Subtitle, countdown to Newsom's top 10 leadership failures. Number 10, starting at the bottom of this list. Anyways, number 10, homelessness. The latest data shows California is home to America's most homeless. Despite spending more than $20 billion of taxpayer dollars under Newsom's leadership, the homeless crisis continues to spiral out of control. So $20 billion, ladies and gentlemen, it's right here. It's right here. And um, California is the home of America's most homeless. So keep that in mind. Coming to a city and a state near you, if Gavin Newsom gets in office, or, or I'm not office, but into the presidency. If he gets into the White House, game over, ladies and gentlemen, game over. Okay, number nine, drought. Now, before I read this, a lot of people are going to be saying, well, wait a minute, he's a governor. What can he do? He can't make it rain. But listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, this is not in the list. This is my own pet peeve because I've learned this stuff. I used to work for a water department here locally. And I, uh, you know, I got the inside scoop on a lot of, of these water-related issues. Do you know that we have the ability to create, to build desalination plants on the coast that will take ocean water, take all the salt and everything else out of it and make it drinkable. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have that ability. Why hasn't Gavin Newsom spent that $20 billion building desalination plants up and down the coast? Um, because he's a failure. All right. So, But look at this drought. California is being pummeled by several atmospheric river storms. So this was written at the time when California was getting so much. We had a, a terrible drought terrible 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 drought all right our lakes were down rivers were drying up there wasn't a lot of water in california at all and in the western states but in california it was really horrible and it says here now and then we got these what they called atmospheric rivers where rain was coming and we are still you know even though it's warm i'm looking at my temperature right now it's 83 degrees outside at uh what time is it 
721, 83 degrees. So it's pretty warm, but you go up into the hike. This last week, I was able to drive my daughters from our campground, which is at the same level where we're at right here, pretty much. And, and we found snow and we went and played in the snow for a little while still. Okay. So we had so much rain and so much snow uh, that you would say droughts over, but really in California, it's not. And let me explain why. And it says it right here. California is being pummeled by several atmospheric river storms, yet we lack the water storage to capture it. Newsom has not delivered one extra drop of water to farm workers and farmers in the state as California crops are being devastated because of the drought. So reservoirs should have been uh, built, dams maybe built higher, um, certainly desalination plants should have been built. All of these things should have been put in place already because we know that at some point we're going to get the rain. And we did this year. And isn't it sad that most all of that rainwater that would have been life-giving water to our farmers, to all of us in California, it wasn't saved. I mean, yes, we have our lakes that we're filling up, praise God. But those usually, what, they're good for a couple of years maybe? You know, rivers are full and everything. So if we don't see rain for the next few years, we're going to be right back where we started. However, if they were able, or not able, because they were, but if they went ahead and built these places to capture that rainwater, we would have been better off for much longer if they built desalination plants. Look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Just type in desalination plants. They have them in Israel. Israel is a little desert country surrounded by enemies. Nobody wants to make sure that they got water. How do they get water then? They take it out of the Mediterranean Sea, desalinate it, and turn it into drinking water. Hello? It happens all over the world. People do it all over the world. Here we are in California of the United States of America. We have technology, we have the means, we have the ability. We certainly have plenty of space for it along our coast. So why isn't it happening here? Because Gavin Newsom is a failure. Number eight, high gas prices. Do you know, I was, again, I was camping in this little camping town. It's not too far off of the beaten path, okay? It's not real far. And it's there's communities all up in there. So it's not like this one little gas station out in the middle of nowhere. And gas prices were, again, over $5 a gallon. Over $5 a gallon. I just paid um, for some gas the other day, and it was like $4.89, $4.79. And, and, and it keeps bouncing around. Uh, about a week before that, it was all, just barely under $5 a gallon here in town, what I paid. And so it's been bouncing around from about four seventy nine to about five nineteen normally in our area. I'm not saying this is the same everywhere in California, but in our area, that's where it's been bouncing around for the last few weeks. <coughs> so he is, um, again, playing with the oil or the gas prices. It's certainly not that high in other places of the United States, even though, again, we have a failure in the White House who made it really go up. Oh, this is just crazy, ladies and gentlemen. And both of them are Democrats. And people still think that Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden are doing a great job and then they blame trump when they go to the pump it's stupid anyways number eight high gas prices as a benefactor of the getty oil money fortune our dear governor has proposed a so-called windfall profits tax on the state's gasoline industry in the name of lowering gas prices in fact newsom's proposal would only hike up the cost of gasoline at the pump do you see no, ladies and gentlemen please you have to understand something. <sighs> there is no such thing as tax the rich. There is no such thing as that. Okay, I know it sounds really cool. Yeah, all those rich people, all those rich corporations, they made billions of dollars. And here I am paying, I'm paying $5 for a gallon at the gallon. I, don't, I barely make that much. Okay, so Democrats, please do something. Tax the rich. It doesn't work that way, ladies and gentlemen. Gavin Newsom rose taxes raised rose taxes, raised taxes on the um, oil companies that produce our gas. Who paid for it? Well, you and I. You and I. We, every time we go pump gas, we're paying more because of the taxes that Govern, uh, Governor Newsom put on it. Yeah, we're finally going to stick it to him. There's no such thing as sticking it to the rich or big business. You and I 
because we're at the end. We're at the bottom. We're the one that consumes it. We're the one that buys it. We're the one that pulls out our checkbook or our, or our credit card or our bank card, our cash and give it. We're paying for it. You want to pay lower uh, prices at the pump? You have to remove the taxes. And so here, um, Gow, Gow, Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom, is the benefactor of the Getty Oil Money Fortune. Okay, he's a tied to that. So why would he raise taxes on his own um, companies, if you will? Because you raise taxes, say, 2%. The gasoline companies raise the price on us 3%. They make more money. The state gets some money and we're paying for it. I mean, do you see how, oh, we need a $15 working wage. This is another Democrat ploy. There's no such thing, ladies and gentlemen, because when you raise prices somewhere else, you raise prices everywhere else. That's the way it works. When the truckers you got a okay. You got a truckload of TVs, right? Going to Best Buy, and you want to buy a TV. You go down to Best Buy and you say, "Hey, this TV is fifty dollars more expensive this week than it was last week. Why?" And they'll look at you and they'll say, "Because the price of diesel is so much higher." What does that have to do with my TV? Well. The truck that got it here runs on diesel. The truckers have to pay more money, hello, to fill their tanks to get your TV here. Who do you think is ultimately going to pay for it? The consumer, ladies and gentlemen, you and I. You see, we don't have a strong enough educational system, not only in this state, but in this country, that teaches people these simple principles. Anyways, let me go on, let me go on. Gets me frustrated every time I think about it. Number seven. Ooh, this is a... Oh. Okay, keep it together, Rob. Keep it together. Because number seven is early release of convicted felons. Through an executive order, the governor's California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation made it easier for thousands of convicted felons to be eligible for early release with little transparency. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what we've been seeing with all these Democrats doing this, and even here, Gavin Newsom, these felons get out of prison early. They should be there because they're animals. And then they go out and commit a whole bunch of other crimes, sometimes murdering, raping, killing people because they got an early release. They should not have been released at all. So Gavin Newsom, I don't know who he's trying to schmooze up to with this, but is letting people out of prison. That should be the, they shouldn't even be in prison. They should have been just in a gas chamber, an electric chair at the end of a rope, something like that. Because these are murderers, these are thugs. These are criminals of the worst kind. Oh, you know, I thought I was doing them a favor. I thought they'd appreciate it and turn from their life of crime. But apparently that didn't happen. Release some more. And we're paying, you and I are paying for it again. Why? Gavin Newsom's got armed security around him 24-7, around his family. He lives in a gated community. He has a driver, probably a bulletproof car. His kids are taken care of. His wife is taken care of. His family's taken care of. They're well protected. But now you and I, you and I have to pay for his failure as a governor. Number six, education failures. According to statewide scores released by the California Department of Education, two-thirds of California students failed to meet math standards. <clears throat> and more than half of California students did not meet the state's English standards. I don't even know what to say about this, so I'm just going to leave that one there. This says it all. Two-thirds. Two-thirds. So if you took 100 students randomly, that would be a 66 out of 100 would fail to meet math standards. 50 out of 100 would not be able to meet the state's English standards. Now, notice it's the state's standards. They keep lowering the standards as well in hoping to improve those numbers. So when they lower the standard and they still can't meet, 66 of them cannot meet it. Out of 100, two-thirds, 66%. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. And this guy wants to run. He's failing in California. He failed in San Francisco. And he wants to run? This is the Democrat pretty boy? And he wants to run for president of the United States? Please don't fall for it, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't fall for it. The only thing good about Gavin Newsom, and I know I'm going to say something funny, but I'm being serious about this, completely serious. The only thing good about Gavin Newsom is his hair. I am quite jealous of his hair. Other than that, he is a failure of a man, failure of a governor, 
failure of a mayor, failure as a husband, failure as a, as a um, father. He's a failure in every other area, but he does have nice hair. Anyways, number five, businesses fleeing California. Stanford University Hoover Institution study reveals that businesses are leaving the state twice as fast as years prior. Businesses forced to flee are taking revenue, jobs, and opportunities with them. Yeah, because of it's just like all the crazy taxes that this dude is, is putting on people, putting on businesses, the way he treats small businesses and medium businesses, the way he treats human beings in general. He cares only for himself. He cares about how he looks, hence the hairdo. He doesn't care about your business. And now businesses are fleeing California and decent people are fleeing California, trying to just find some normalcy out there. Number four says EDD. EDD is is not what you might think. It has something to do with unemployment. But anyways, let me read this. Newsom ordered California's businesses to shut down, leaving hundreds of thousands of Californians unemployed. In a disorganized scramble to get out of unemployment benefits, Newsom's Employment Development Department sent out $33 billion in unemployment fraud. The number may be higher. This is blowing my mind. So again, EDD stands for uh, Employment Development Department. And they sent out $33 billion in unemployment fraud. And the number could be higher, but $33 um, bill, billion with a B that they know of. And, and, and so Governor Newsom ordered all the businesses and the schools and everything to shut down the whole state, to shut down under the COVID nonsense. You know, that whole fiasco. He failed in that. He failed in COVID. He failed in all of that mess. He failed in businesses. $20 billion towards uh, homelessness that it hasn't helped. $33 billion in all these fraudulent um, unemployment fraud. This guy is, you know, really batting a thousand when it comes to absolute stupidity and ignorance. Doesn't know how to run the state. Number three, French laundry scandal. <laughs> I think that's funny, French laundry. Anyways, French laundry scandal, NFL luxury suite scandal. During the coronavirus surge, Newsom attended a swanky dinner at the expense of French Laundry, even though he discouraged Californians from traveling during the holidays and partied maskless in an NFL luxury suite, despite state masking orders. Rules for thee, but not for me. Right, Governor? So the French Laundry is this um, restaurant. I believe he owns it. I think so. At one of his wineries or vineyards or something. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But there's video and pictures going around where he was demanding everybody shut down their business, everybody stay in, everybody be masked up. He's out. He and his friends are all partying at the French Laundry without any masks on, drinking wine, laughing. They're not social distancing. It's not like they're talking on a walkie-talkie to their friend, you know, a uh, hundred feet away. They were sitting right next to each other, rubbing elbows literally with one another. And then the same thing happened at this NFL luxury suite. And I mean, it's just crazy. Such a, 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 a hypocrite. Number two, wildlife prevention efforts. An investigation from CAP Radio and NPR's California News, Newsroom. California Newsroom, I'm sorry. Let me start all over. I, I was so frustrated at this, and I'm, I only got two to go. Let me get through this. Number two, wildlife prevention effort. <laughs> I still can't get it out. Wildfire. <laughs> wildfire prevention efforts. I think I'm tired. I need to go lay down. An investigation from CAP Radio and NPR's California Newsroom found the governor overstated by an astounding 690% the number of acres treated with fuel breaks and prescribed burns. Newsom claimed that 35 priority projects were carried out as a result of his executive order, which resulted in 90,000 acres being treated. But the state's own data shows the actual number was only 11,399 acres. So we'll call it 11,400 acres. So he claimed that 90,000 acres were being treated against these wildfires for prevention and such. Because I don't know if you remember, the last few years, all under Gavin Newsom, California has been on fire. Some of our most beautiful land, one of the areas that I just, again, this week, took my granddaughters up we were found some snow but we had to drive through miles and miles and miles and miles of you know and we're talking about seven thousand feet up in the mountains should be beautiful trees but instead it was almost like a a, a weird 
apocalyptic movie because all the trees were just burnt and they were just black sticks everywhere. And the dirt in the ground was just, it was just dirt. There was no trees. There was no plants. There was no weeds because a wildfire ripped through there not too long ago. And now, it, you know, I'm not saying Gavin Newsom went out and threw out the match, but he may as well have because of these types of things. Oh yeah, we're, we're, we're treating, we're doing this. We're, we're making sure that if something gets out of hand, we can get on it. That, and it's not going to get out of hand because we're taking care of it. We, we treated up 90,000 acres when it turns out it's 11,000 acres. Liar, a liar. And he wants to run for president. Can you imagine this in your state, ladies and gentlemen? Number one. First thing that at least the Republicans are angry with him about, high-speed rail. And I could tell you this has been a fiasco from the day they started talking about it. In his first State of the State remarks in 2019, Newsom declared his intentions to pull the plug on the massive public works failure known as the high-speed rail. Since then, he has flip-flopped and has been pouring billions of taxpayer dollars into this money pit. So I remember this. They started this under the previous governor and it was a stupid idea from the get-go. It's a stupid, stupid idea from the get-go. I know a lot of people disagree only because it sounds so cool. That's the only reason why people want it. Oh, we, you know, they have these high-speed rails in China and, and Japan and Europe and all that. Yeah, because they need them. We don't need this, all right? We just don't need it, especially at this price tag. So then Newsom comes in, he says, I'm going to pull funding on it and stop it. They were already starting it, you know, and then he did. And then he's back and forth and he's dumping money. Then he's not. And then he is. And then he's not. And then he is. Isn't it interesting that when he spent again, 33 billion, okay. With the, uh, uh, unemployment fraud, he spent 20 billion on this supposed homeless problem. And he's throwing billions into this High-speed rail, isn't it uh, strange that, wow, they just came out and announced that California has a deficit of now $32 billion. In other words, they spent $32 billion more than they had. Now, they knew they were going to go over, but it's $10 billion more than Gavin Newsom said it otherwise would be. So he says, oh, yeah, it's going to be somewhere around 20, 22 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. We're at 32 billion for a state, for a state, talking about state funds. That's horrible. And look at what Biden has been doing and, and, and really all the presidents for a long time. But it seems like the, I don't know, the Democrats seem to be, when it comes to spending, these guys, uh, they, they have no idea basic economics. Okay, if you have $100 in the bank, that means you get to spend only $100. Anybody raising a family, anybody that has a job, figures this out real soon, especially when when you can't pay your bills, right? That's what normal people do. But not Democrats, not Gavin Newsom. Oh, let's just keep spending. And let's keep spending on things that don't work. Oh, wait, a billion wasn't enough to take care of the homeless problem? Let's throw another billion. No, no, no. Let's throw five billion at it. So now we're up six. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, let's, let's go 10. Let's go 10. Let's go for 10. Oh, that didn't work. And they just keep throwing more and more and more and more at it, thinking or hoping that one day it's going to work. And the reality of it is, here it is, ladies and gentlemen, they don't care. They know it's not going to work. They know that that's not the solution. So why do they keep doing it? Because they have enough people in, their, in, in this sense, in this case, this state of California, that are not educated enough to understand the real true underlying problem. And they think that if they just say the magic word, we earmarked $10 million for the homeless problem. Oh, thank you. You're such a wonderful guy. We love you so much. We, woo, we can go. Hey, he's taking care of it. He loves us. Hey, Daddy Newsom. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's why I say, ladies and gentlemen, it's time that we start getting educated and start figuring these things out. Because look at what they're doing. And they're, how are they able to get away with all of this? I'm just going to be honest with you, ladies. Because we, the citizens, have been collectively too stupid to figure it out and to stop them. That's it. That's it. That's it. We, 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 you know, hey, you know, there's this virus. You guys got to shut down your business or we're all dead. Oh my gosh, I don't want to die. Thank you, Daddy Newsom, for warning me. I'm shutting down my business. Two years later, I'm out of business. I need to go 
on unemployment because my business shut down. But thank you, Gavin Newsom, for making me shut down my business and lose my business. At least I didn't get COVID a third time. Next scene, 10 people standing around a casket crying because that person who kept believing these knuckleheads and these idiots and these liars like Gavin Newsom. What happened? I don't know. Everything was going fine. They were so happy. They went and got the jab. Two days later, had a stroke and died. But we know that it wasn't because of the jab because Gavin Newsom told us it wasn't. Thank you, Gavin Newsom. And he's destroying the state. And if he gets into the White House, he'll destroy the whole of the United States of America. How do these people keep getting voted in? Again, the the lack of education, the real world common sense education from the people in this state, from the people in San Francisco, and people keep voting for it. They keep voting for it. They keep believing the lie. They keep voting for it. Why? Because they just simply won't educate themselves. It's time that we, the people, get educated once again and not rely on their educational system. Let's create it ourselves like this. Go into the library, read a book, go online, Google it, figure it out, ladies and gentlemen, and don't go in there with a bias, figure it out. Because Gavin Newsom has destroyed um, um, California. He's in the process of destroying it even more. I didn't think it could get worse, but every day it gets worse. Why? Because of Gavin Newsom. And he wants to be in the White House. Aunt Nancy wants him in the White House. The government, I'm sorry, the Democrat hierarchy wants him in the White House. He's their pretty boy. He's their poster child. And what do I say? Ladies and gentlemen, we got to do everything that we possibly can do to keep that rat, to keep that snake, to keep that liar out of the White House. Otherwise, all these problems that I just read to you will be multiplied a hundred times over all through the United States of America. Let me, I'm telling you now, if he gets into the White House or he gets elected anywhere, it's done for. So please stay clear of Gavin Newsom. Gruesome Newsom, stay clear of him. Have a great day. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chippy, Chippy the Chipmunk, and I have a message for all of you today. Don't be a liberal, because liberals are stupid. Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers. I truly appreciate you. You can write me at gwccrobert at gmail.com. That's gwccrobert at gmail.com. Please let me know how I'm doing. Remember to pick up some of our merchandise. You can find the link at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Until next time, be continually blessed. Chippy the Chipmunk loves table flippers.